Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Falcoholics. What is up? Welcome to another episode of the Dirty Birds and Brews podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Knight, at Falcoholic Kevin, here to bring you an in-depth look at what looks like the future Falcons head coach in Bill Belichick. There's been even more reporting since Wednesday's live that Barring some kind of snag or unforeseen circumstance, the Falcons are going to be more or less fulfilling their legal Rooney Rule obligations. We'll see if they get into any trouble with that. Uh, And then hiring Bill Belichick. They're meeting throughout the day today. I'm recording this on Friday. It's likely to stretch into Saturday. There's reports that Belichick staffers have already been reaching out about personnel and all this stuff. And this is all the type of things you hear when a hire is pretty much imminent. We did also just see the first hire actually made by the Raiders today. They brought back Antonio Pierce, so congrats to him. But we're going to get into this and, and really ask the question and dig deep as opposed to the speculation. Is Bill Belichick the right head coach for the Falcons? Does it really make sense? Does it make any sense at all? Uh, You guys know I'm against it, but we're going to take a look at both sides of the argument today, looking at why it could work out, why I'm not a fan of it, why I think it's wrought with danger, uh, perhaps more than, you know, some of the other candidates we've talked about, and just sort of get into it a little bit uh, and break it down before it's uh, actually announced, which, you know, depending on when the Falcons check the boxes for these other hires, uh, as crummy as that is, that uh, we'll get this announcement probably next week. So let's dive into it. Before we do, I want to bring you a couple quick words from our sponsor. First of all, we've got betonline.ag. Folks, the NFL playoffs are ongoing. The divisional round is this weekend, and also the NBA season is in full swing. BetOnline's got you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores that you need. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info now available on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. So make sure to head to that website today, betonline.ag, to see all the updated odds. And again, you know, no Falcons to bet on. You know, it, it, I'm guessing the odds on Belichick coming to the Falcons are probably at a minus, a heavy minus at this point. <laughs> um, so probably not much money to be made there, unfortunately. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if draft props are up yet. Uh, so I, I don't know what else I could recommend with regards to the Falcons. But uh, probably Falcons going after a veteran quarterback is going to be higher up in terms of the likelihood of options to ponder. But no matter what you do, guys, remember to go to betonline.ag. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Now let me bring you this week's prize picks. As we get into the divisional round, there's fewer players to choose from. So it makes it a little bit easier to pick which ones of these are my favorites. Uh, last week, extremely close. Unfortunately, uh, missed it just by a hair. But this week, uh, going back to the well uh, with some of the ones that did work, which is I like the Detroit-Tampa uh, matchups. So we're going to hit that for two players. And also Isaiah Pacheco has been one of the most reliable running backs in the NFL. Uh, going up against a Buffalo run defense that does give up a fair amount of yards per carry. They're, they're good but not great on the ground. And Isaiah Pacheco is going to get all the carries. We've seen it. Uh, he's their workhorse back. 61 and a half rushing yards, not a terribly difficult number for him to hit. He's hit it 
most weeks this season, especially with the added volume he's been getting lately. So we're going to go more than 61 and a half rushing yards for Isaiah Pacheco uh, with Kansas City. I imagine they're going to try to ground and pound it if they can, um, given their you know relative struggles in the passing game this year. Uh, and then in that Tampa Bay Detroit matchup, two guys I really like Baker Mayfield going at more than 260 and a half passing yards. The only way the Bucks are going to be able to keep up in that game is to air it out. And Detroit's run defense has been pretty good. So they're probably gonna have to throw the ball even more. And that's where Detroit's defense has been vulnerable. Uh, Baker Mayfield obliterated this number last week against the Eagles, who were a worse passing defense somehow. Um, but I think the, the Bucks are going to have to throw to try to keep up with this Detroit offense. And um, I, I feel pretty good about Baker getting over that 260 number. And then on the other side, the Lions are also going to have to throw. They don't have to throw as much because they do have that really strong run game with both Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. But Amon Ross St. Brown is the engine of that passing game, especially with Sam Laporta a little bit banged up. Um, so I do expect the things to run through Amon Ra again. I believe the last time these two teams played, Amon Ra had 15 targets uh, and like, you know, almost 150 yards or maybe more. Uh, and I, I don't expect that to change. He's does that even against teams that aren't named the Bucks. We saw Devontae Smith also uh, go off against Tampa Bay last week. They're just not great at covering that top target in the passing game. They're very vulnerable through the air. And I think Amon Ra is going to be the top target once again uh, for Detroit. So we'll see about that one. Um, feel pretty good about this week. Uh, I hope it works out. And if you're joining up for the first time with the prize picks, make sure you sign up with our promo code DBB. For those that aren't aware what prize picks is, it's daily fantasy where you pick two to six players, decide if they will go more or less than the prize picks projection. The more you pick, the more you can win all the way up to 25 times your money. If you go, I think uh, six players deep, which is pretty bold. Um, but at Price Picks, you're not competing against other players. It's just you versus the projections. Make sure to check out their generous promotion schedule, particularly on Tuesday and Friday. Keep your eyes open for that. It's also not just NFL. When the NFL wraps up, Price Picks has projections on any sport that you watch: NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA. College football is over, but when that's going, they have that as well. Basketball, soccer, esports, whatever you want, they've got it. Uh, within reason, I imagine. And the best thing is it takes about 60 seconds to make your picks if you know which ones you want. Uh, and they offer fast withdrawals. It's super easy. And again, all time, all first-time users that deposit and use our promo code DBB, you guys will get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That means if you throw in 100, prize picks will give you 100. If you throw in 50, prize picks will give you 50. Just make sure to use that promo code DBB. Helps us out. Let them know. Let's, uh, let's them know that we sent you there. And since it's Daily Fantasy, guys, it's available in 31 states, D.C., most of Canada, notably California, Florida, Texas, Georgia, uh, over 70% of the U.S. So check and make sure uh, it's available where you live, but it is available in most states at this point. So thanks again to PrizeFix for sponsoring today's episode. All right. Let's dive into the great Belichick debate, folks. And we're going to start with the negatives because I've covered them a lot. I'm not going to try to harp on it, you know, because we have covered it. But I do want, want to get maybe a little bit more in depth about it. Um, the most obvious one, right? Why is Bill Belichick available? <laughs> because he has struggled in recent years. Bill Belichick over the past three seasons has won one more game than Arthur Smith from that 2021 to 2023 time frame. Uh, Belichick did make the playoffs in 2021 where the Patriots went 10 and seven. They actually did have a top 10 offense and a top five defense that year. It was Mac Jones rookie season. Everything looked like it was going great. You know, that the Patriots have found another quarterback and all this stuff. 
uh, but it didn't last. Uh, they had a middling offense in 2022. It was just 17th, which again, not terrible, but not great. They still had a fringe top 10 defense that year. It was 11th. And then this last year, the offense fell off a cliff. Uh, it was down to 31st. And the defense was just average, 15th in 2023. And it was the worst record of Belichick's entire career that led to the Patriots basically firing him, more or less. Um, so the first question to ask is, why should we want a coach that was just fired to lead our Super Bowl turnaround rebuild? Um, and that's a great question, right? And you guys know the answer because he's, you know, arguably the best coach of all time. He's won six Super Bowls, all that stuff. But he's coming off the worst season of his career, the worst three season stretch of his four season stretch of your career if you really look into it and the same problems continue to show their ugly heads with Belichick at the helm um and that really comes down to Bill Belichick is completely controlling and he's very unlikely to change at this stage of his career uh Belichick notoriously demanded more and more control of the Patriots over the years and the results ended up being quite poor over these last four seasons if Belichick is demanding full control of the Falcons personnel, that's a huge red flag. It's unlikely to produce good results, right? Um, and it obviously that says nothing about Terry Fontenot and what you know how insulting it is to him and the good work that he's done to basically have him supplanted by a short-term head coach. I sincerely hope that is not the case. The other issue is on the coaching side, which is that Belichick only really works with a specific group of coaches. He's very unlikely to go outside that group. He's not going to change up at this point, and it's not because he's old. It's because it's worked for him in the past. It hasn't worked the last couple of years, but when things start going wrong, these experienced coaches, they typically go back to what they know. So I would think, just like the reporting says, the usual suspects are coming to Atlanta, right? Josh McDaniels, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, these guys that failed miserably outside of New England, but with Bill Belichick, it seemed to work. Will that work again? Who knows, right? Who could say? Uh, but, you know, certainly Matt Patricia and Joe Judge have not had the most stellar careers as even assistants since the heyday of, of New England. And now we know that the Falcons are allowing their top coaches to interview elsewhere. So that would suggest, of course, that Belichick will be cleaning house and bringing in his guys once again. And we all know that that, you know, is going to create its own set of issues with potentially bringing back players like Calais Campbell and stuff like that. So there's obviously that angle to it. Um, and the other angle is that the problems with the Falcons are on offense at this stage, not really the defense, which is probably the first time since 2017 we've been able to say that, but that's where it stands. The Falcons had a good defense this year and one of the NFL's least efficient scoring offenses. Can Belichick build an offense? I don't think that there's much evidence to suggest that he can. Can Bill Belichick evaluate quarterback? Can he? I don't know. <laughs> Other than Brady, which was a miraculous uh, selection, and anyone that tells you that they knew they were getting that Hall of Fame type player in the fifth round is lying, uh, because that was pure luck. Uh, can Belichick evaluate wide receiver? I think we know for sure that he cannot evaluate wide receivers. So, you know... What the Falcons really need is a quarterback and a wide receiver. Can, is Belichick going to do anything to help those two areas? I don't think so. So that's a major question mark. Um, and again, if, if McDaniels comes in, can McDaniels do that? You know, McDaniels has failed miserably as a head coach. When he's, when he's been outside of Brady and New England, other than the one year with Mac Jones and, and a decent stretch with Jimmy Garoppolo filling in, it's been bad for, for anyone else other than Brady with this pairing. So... Can we really expect that that McDaniels, if he even comes, 
Can we expect Belichick to find a quarterback to build an offense in Atlanta to fix the problems with this offense? I think that is not something we should expect. So they need to have some kind of answer there if this is the plan. Um, And then I think this is probably a lesser concern just given what we're dealing with here. Um, And I don't necessarily think trying to win a Super Bowl in the next three years is a terrible idea. Um, But it is what it is. Belichick is a short-term win-now coach only. He offers no long-term upside. He's probably going to more or less gut the team and replace it with his way, the Patriot way, whatever. Maybe it'll be the Falcon way after this, right? Hopefully that's a good thing and not a joke, but it's going to be a massive overhaul, a massive change. It's going to be quick, but you know, it, it's going to wipe out what was and create something new that is Belichick's thing. And it's probably going to last three years, three seasons, and then it's going to be time to wipe the decks clean and start over again. And if you win a Super Bowl in that three years, it'll all be worth it. No question. I'm. You won't hear me complaining about it. Teams do that. It worked out for the Rams. Now, the Rams have also managed to build something afterwards, despite all of the difficulties. But, you know, that's what you're signing up for. You know, Belichick will be the oldest NFL head coach ever hired at age 71. It's unlikely he's going to coach for more than three seasons. Um, and it's also entirely possible he's only coaching to break George Hollis's wins record. He needs 16 more to do that. That would probably take two to three seasons at most, assuming this isn't a complete disaster. Now, if things go really well, maybe Belichick wants to try to stretch it a little bit more and go for the all-time win record, which that's Don Shula's, and he would need 26 wins to do that. It's probably going to take more like four to five years. Now, if you're piling up double-digit wins every year, it might only take two to three, right? So who knows? But at, after he breaks those records, what is there left for him to do other than just win more Super Bowls? And he's already won six. So how important is that to him, really, other than, you know, always wanting to be the best, of course, but it's probably two to three seasons, max. Maybe four if you're really, really lucky, but he'll, he'll be coming up on 76 at that point. So it's a short-term proposition only. So you're going to have to go all out to win now, and it's going to probably blow up your cap situation, blow up your draft, you know, all that stuff. Now, to Bill's credit, I think the, the Patriots have typically done a good job of maximizing their comp picks and, and really trading down and all that stuff, which I think is actually a good strategy, but it's going to mean a, a different approach at quarterback, which is probably the veteran approach, right? And and that's fine if you're trying to win now, but what are the options there? Who are you going to get? That's all to be determined, so we can't really say. But the other side of the coin is that there's, there's not really any long-term succession plan here, and there probably isn't for most coaches, right? Uh, but... Belichick's disciples have fared very poorly away from Belichick, and there's not going to be a long-term succession plan here. Now, if he's like, oh, I want my son to take over, well, I don't know what your son's done to earn an NFL head coaching opportunity. But, you know, if he proves something the next three years, great. But, you know, if Belichick wins this team a Super Bowl in the next three years, then it'll all be worth it, right? But this is a short-term only plan, and we're probably going to be having this exact conversation about finding a new coach three years from now, no matter what happens. So, you better hope that they get instant results because if not, this is going to crash and burn miraculously, right? Uh, in a terrible way, not miraculously, whatever the, the the inverse of that in a bad way is. Um, now, in case you think I'm being too negative, let's get to the positives because Bill Belichick is a great coach. There's no doubt about it. Like Belichick is a tremendous elite defensive coach. He's consistently built good defenses. He could take Atlanta's rising defense that I think overperformed this year. He could take that from a good defense to a great defense, and he could probably do it pretty quick. Um, He creates excellent game plans. We know that. 
He's shown the ability to neutralize the NFL's best offenses. He's really smart with that. You know, I think if he's got the personnel to do it, and we've sh- and we've seen that he doesn't necessarily have to have the best personnel either. He just needs to have the right personnel. He can shut down great offenses. He knows how to limit the team's best option. All that stuff. He's a great defensive coach. He's a great game day coach. That is not in content. That is not in contention. Like I have no quibbles with anyone who thinks that he would bring that to the team. He would. And despite his issues drafting on offense, which are massive. He's drafted very well on defense. They've typically found contributors all throughout the draft consistently. Um, And I I think the defense would probably be one of the best in the NFL with Belichick here and with them investing more in it, which is going to happen because Belichick likes to emphasize the defense. The other part of that is his experience, right? He is absolutely battle-tested against pretty much every coach in the NFL and in the playoffs. It'd be pretty hard to find a more experienced and battle-tested NFL coach in the playoffs at this stage. I don't think you could. So that alone would bring enormous confidence to a relatively young Falcons team, right? Um, You know, a lot of times teams for the first time in the playoffs, they struggle. They get overwhelmed. You know, coaches in in the playoffs for the first time, they don't fare particularly well. You probably wouldn't have to worry about that with Belichick. So that, again, lends credence to the win now approach. You probably wouldn't expect the Falcons to have those playoff struggles that a a newer head coach would have because of Belichick's experience and knowledge of all of these opponents. So um, that would be a plus, obviously. And if McDaniels does come with Belichick, that pairing has worked historically. Um, If those two are together, you know, the last time that happened in 2021, it did work out and McDaniels is available. And I think we all know he's probably going to come with Belichick to Atlanta. So if you get Belichick and McDaniels, the duo has produced good results and good defensive results too with, with Belichick at the helm. You know, in 2021, the Patriots offense with Mac Jones was actually good. It was sixth. So, you know, you've got that. Now McDaniels has failed miserably as a head coach and pretty much everywhere else outside of New England. But again, and some coaches are just like this, it is possible he's just a good offensive coordinator and he works really well with Belichick and those two just gel, you know, and and maybe that is the case. Um, He wouldn't be the head coach in Atlanta. He would be the offensive coordinator. So there, there is that upside that, okay, we know he's bad outside of New England and bad as a head coach, but maybe with Belichick somewhere else as the offensive coordinator, he can just handle that, then it's fine. And that, that could be the case that, that absolutely could be the case. Um, the other part of it is that you could, I think, make a pretty clear argument that the Falcons roster and cap situation is set up for immediate success. If you insert the right quarterback and wide receiver to build, to finish the offense, right? Um, the Falcons have plenty of cap space. They have a top 10 pick. They could easily create a bunch more cap space. They have three day two picks. We'll see if it's two seconds and a third or two thirds and a second. We're still TBD there. And they have a young, good core, on. I think, on both offensive defense. They've got the offensive line in place. I think they've got most of the secondary in place. They've got the interior defensive line pretty well set. Linebacker is pretty good, except aside from depth. You know, really, on offense, you need a quarterback, <laughs> which is unfortunately the most important thing and the hardest thing to get right. But you need a quarterback and a wide receiver too. That's probably what's keeping you from competing there. And on defense, you need a top edge, maybe two, and that's second safety, I think. And then you're really set on defense. So 
there is absolutely a case to be made that if you get the quarterback in here, and it doesn't even have to be an elite quarterback. It could be like a Russell Wilson that just gels with McDaniels or Kirk Cousins or, you know, I have a hard time thinking they go for Justin Fields, but they're probably going the veteran route. It's probably going to be Wilson, Cousins, something like that. You get that guy in here with, and you, you get the wide receiver too, either through free agency or the draft. Maybe you add a you know, a top edge in free agency, or you draft one at eight or whatever, you get a safety, you know, Kyle Duggar's a free agent. Maybe he comes over from New England to, to add to Jesse Bates. You hit on that quarterback, you hit on the 2024 draft. You could get immediate good results here. If you, if you fix those two things and McDaniels brings a competent offensive scheme to Atlanta and the division's ripe for the taking. We all know that the bucks are not that great. I mean, they're definitely overperforming props to Mayfield and props to Dave, uh, Dave Canals, um, you know, for, for building out that offense as quickly as he did, they're definitely overperforming and, and big props there, but that team is extremely vulnerable defensively. And we know with Baker Mayfield, it can just fall apart at any time. They just don't strike fear in, into anyone. Um, and that's part of the reason I think Belichick is so eager to come here because the bucks are, are very, you know, beatable. The saints are drowning under their cap issues they just committed long term to Derek Carr and whether they decide to start him or not they're going to be dealing with that contract for at least a few more years and it's just going to hamstring their ability to build out the rest of that team so the division's right for the taking you've got the roster and cap situation set up where if you drop in the right pieces you could immediately hit the ground running and and win 10 plus games next year without too much issue but the the issue is all the the negatives right can you trust Belichick to build an offense? Can you trust Belichick to get the quarterback right? Can they actually nail this draft? You know, are they going to be able to do those critical things to get this team to the win now stage? And and we don't know the answer to that. I, I am very skeptical of Bill Belichick's ability to fix the offense. That is my biggest issue with Belichick. I have no problem with his defensive coaching. I love his experience. I love that he'll bring that battle-tested winning attitude to Atlanta that has worked for him pretty much everywhere he's, you know, pretty much his entire career in New England that they established that culture. And, you know, a lot of players don't like it, but the ones that do, they really seem to buy into it. It has created a lot of winning seasons, a lot of playoff and Super Bowl success, but they had the quarterback. And I don't know if Belichick can find another one because they're probably not going to be able to go into the draft for it um, unless they're willing to make some kind of crazy trade that I guess would be on the table. It would be kind of out of character for Belichick to make that kind of move. That's not really his style. The Patriots are very much a trade down team, which I like, but they've got to get the quarterback right. So more than anything, they just have to get the quarterback right. Uh, But if you do get the quarterback and the offense set up to at least be like average, they Belichick could create an elite defense in Atlanta. And that maybe that could be the the ticket to them being a, a playoff contender in the NFC immediately. Um, will it be enough to get past, you know, San Francisco, uh, and the lions, the Cowboys probably right. But you know, it, I don't know, but could it be enough to immediately get them into the playoffs next year? If they get the quarterback, right. And the, and Belichick makes this defense elite. Yeah, probably. It's just a question of can bill do that? Is he the right guy to do that? And we don't know the answer to that, but I, I know fans have strong feelings about Bill Belichick personally. I know I do. I'm trying to sort of put those to the side just because 
that's not really that important, honestly, like in, in the spectrum of analyzing a coaching hire, like the fact that he beat up the Falcons in the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't personally like him for that, but, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't move the needle for me in terms of me thinking if he's a good coach or not. I realize it's kind of an odd move for the Falcons fan base, but I don't think that you should be making hires based on what fans want. And I am a fan saying that. So, you know, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about there. But, um, you know, the the biggest concerns I have, obviously, are the offensive ones. And then the concerns about, is Tara Fontenot going to be completely marginalized? I think he's already been made to look a fool in this whole process. And I really don't like that. I think it's very poor form by Blank and McKay. I hate it. I think it's terrible what they've done to him. Um now, it could be that it's just really poor optics and he is more involved. And Fontenot has said in the past how much he respects and, you know, likes Bill Belichick. And, and so I, I don't I don't know for a fact that Fontenot isn't a fan of this hire and isn't pushing for it. We don't know that. So I don't want to speculate and say he's against the hire. I think it kind of goes against maybe what the team was being set up to do. But that doesn't mean that he's not going along with it or that he opposes the hire of Bill Belichick. We have no idea what Fontenot wants. And that's part of the problem. The team has made him basically sit in the wings and yet we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him at all since the end of the season. So I hope that they don't marginalize his role. He needs to have personnel control. He needs to be able to tell Belichick no when he wants to go do crazy stuff or take over the draft room. They need to be collaborative, but Fontenot should have personnel control. He's done such a great job with the cap, with free agency I think his draft class in 2023 was his best yet. He's clearly coming into his own as a general manager. They need to make sure he's taken care of and make sure he continues to grow and have control of this team um, in terms of the personnel side at the very least. I, I also don't appreciate that this seems like the whole coaching search was kind of a farce, that they were basically on Belichick from the very beginning and weren't really taking any of these. I mean, this is all just speculation. I don't know what they've actually been doing. But it's bad optics when you haven't even finished your inter like most of your interviews yet, especially the big name guys that are still out there that you haven't interviewed yet, and you're already basically laying like rolling out the carpet for Belichick and making it known that he's going to be the hire. Like that's really poor form. It's really unprofessional, and it just shows how much how infatuated Arthur Blank is with Bill Belichick. Like this was probably always going to be the case as long as Bill said yes. I think it, it's very unprofessional and poor form to do this. Um, I think it it's insulting to the other guys you're interviewing. I think it's insulting that you wouldn't hear out great candidates like Ben Johnson and Bobby Sloak before making the decision. Um, I think it's bad process. And bad process typically leads to bad results. Doesn't always, because good process, as we saw with Arthur Smith, I think that was a good process that led to a bad result. So it doesn't always work out one way or the other, but I think typically if you stick to good process, you get good results. And if you stick to bad process, you'll get bad results. So I don't like how this has gone down. I don't like what they've done to Terry Fontenot. But at this point, we're just going to have to see how it shakes out. We're going to have to you know, hope that Fontenot sticks around. I'd really like for Nielsen and, and some of the coaches, you know, Dwayne Ledford to stick around, but it, it appears they're going to clean house. We'll see who remains of, of players. We could, you know, Belichick is ruthless with personnel. If he takes full control of the roster, it's going to be a purge of a lot of players. So that could mean Grady Jarrett. That could mean other guys getting sent home, which I would hate. Um, so, you know, it, it's probably going to be a rough offseason. It's going to be exciting, obviously. Belichick's going to bring a ton of press and, and attention to the team. They're going to get a primetime game. I guarantee you that. Um, but... 
I think there's enough questions that I'm disappointed that they didn't do deeper diligence on some of these other candidates before basically making it clear that they were just going to hire Bill Belichick. I just don't like how this played out at all. Again, I think it's bad process. So I hope in this case, the bad process produces good results. Obviously, I mean, I'm not going anywhere. Like I know there's some fans that are like, if Belichick gets hired, I'm going to stop being a fan of the team. That's your right. You're welcome to do whatever you want. I don't think it's that serious. I mean, it, it, and again, people that have raised the question of, well, is he any more, more dangerous than another coordinator hire? No, not really. It's just, I'm analyzing it through the lens of I don't think Belichick is a good fit for this team in this situation, whereas I think some of those coordinators were a good fit for this team in this situation. Not Belichick in a vacuum as a bad coach or anything like that, or that he's more or less risky in a vacuum than hiring an unproven, you know, first-time head coach. Like, it's not really like that. So it's more that this particular coach is kind of a uniquely sketchy hire for this team. But I, I think it shows you that, that Blank is running out of ideas and is pretty desperate to get wins here as soon as possible. And I don't blame him. Um, he took the patient approach. It didn't work out. And unfortunately, he's going to fall into the trap of overreacting the other way and going for the quick fix and, and swinging for the fences. And the thing is, when you take that big swing, your chance of missing is a lot higher. So it's either going to work out miraculously 25% of the time, right? There's a 20, maybe a 25% chance that Belichick comes in here. We do compete for the playoffs. Maybe we could squeak out a Super Bowl ring. It would be the first time ever for a coach to win Super Bowls with two different teams. I think that stat's really overrated, by the way. I know people are saying, like, well, it's never been done before. Well, the Falcons have never won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, anyone who coaches the Falcons is doomed not to get a Super Bowl then, right? That's how worthwhile that stat is. It's not worthwhile at all. Um, so... I'm not convinced. I'm not, you know, concerned about that. It's just, it's a tough proposition to win a Super Bowl. It's a very short time frame to win a Super Bowl, three years, um, and you're gonna probably do long term damage to the team's health to make this move. But if you win a Super Bowl, it'll all be worth it. So, I don't blame Blank for for thinking that this is the time to make that move. It, maybe it is for him personally. Maybe it is. Fans are obviously fed up with losing seasons too. I know I am, but they're going to need to get results. And this hire, you know, I, I, you guys might know, I, I handle a lot of the, the surveying for SB Nation reacts and there's going to be an article about it on the Falcoholic. Look for it. But it's funny because Belichick is the second most popular coaching candidate for the Falcons that, that Falcons fans want, right? He's behind Ben Johnson, which I'm not surprised by. But he's also the least favorite candidate for, for Falcons fans as a whole. I think almost 50% of Falcons fans don't want him. So he's the most hated candidate and the second most wanted, which I think shows you sort of the the dichotomy of Falcons fans here. Because it's it's a bold choice. It's one that I think rubs fans the wrong way because of the history and all that. But ultimately, all that's going to matter is wins. Does Belichick come in and produce wins right away? Because he has to. Um and I, he's not going to get a lot of early buy-in from fans, I don't think. I think that the overall reception will probably be pretty negative from fans at first. But again, as fans, we're probably going to warm up to it and talk ourselves into it and all these things. So I at least hope that this sort of analytical look at it, the sort of details, give you some context for why it could work out. If you're if you're you know on the ledge, maybe it's going to convince you to step off the ledge a little bit because I think there is a path to success here. Um, 
And if you're really high on the Belichick hire, I hope this has maybe tempered your thoughts a little bit on it, that there are a lot of red flags and, and points of contention with his hire that should be thought about and analyzed. And I hope to God that <laughs> the Falcons brass are thinking about these things. But ultimately, it's up to Belichick and this new staff he's going to assemble, new staff, old staff, whatever, to to get it done. And I, I hope that they do for all of our sakes, because if it doesn't work out, it's probably going to be extremely miserable uh, with Belichick at the helm. So hoping for the best there. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this uh, helped you out with some good info uh, about this coaching hire. If you uh, if you haven't yet, please like and subscribe for watching us on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, leave that five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, we're currently running our Senior Bowl fundraiser, so if you're interested in donating to that, you can do so at the Streamlabs link in the show description. Um, there's also, uh, you if you're interested in donating through Venmo, like if that's easier for you, um, I think they took it off my Twitter, so I'll have to find some other way to get it to you guys. But I appreciate it. I know that a couple people have reached out about that, so I will figure out how to get that in your guys' hands. And then uh, if you're interested in supporting the show otherwise, we're going to have some cool exclusive content this offseason. We'll probably have an exclusive Senior Bowl Q&A for the channel members and the uh, patrons. We'll probably have uh, multiple live uh, mock drafts, at least one controlled by the fan, uh, the channel members and patrons. You can sign up if you're more of a video viewer on YouTube for the channel memberships there. And if you're a podcast listener, sign up on the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash falcoholic live. So for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thanks to Prize Picks and Bet Online for sponsoring today's episode. I'm Kevin I have Alcohol. Kevin, we will see you next week. I will have a mock draft coming before the Senior Bowl and then one after and then uh, some senior bowl content and probably we'll do of, of course an emergency show when Belichick gets hired here but uh thank you guys for hanging out uh thank you for watching we'll see you next time on dirty birds and brews until then have a great day folks